Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. This is not the first time one of the disciples is missing from the gathering. The same thing happened on Holy Thursday. Just after Jesus washed the disciples' feet, he gave them a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. And then he told the group that one of them would betray him. And then, after receiving the piece of bread, Judas immediately went out, and it was night. Have you ever wondered whether, upon hearing Jesus' new commandment about the way the disciples should now love one another, any one of them went out into the night looking for Judas in order to extend that love to him? On Holy Thursday, it was Judas who was missing. On Easter, It was Thomas who was missing. Jesus couldn't take a chance that another one would be lost. So he came back for Thomas. It may seem unnecessary to say this, but the presence of the risen Christ is a human presence. It's not as though after his death, Jesus gave up his pretense of being human and resurrected as God. And right away, we notice the physical wounds of betrayal remain visible on the body of the risen Christ. When Jesus rose, it was not a simple continuation of his life as if he were simply a few days older, with his wounds cured by God. The risen Christ that the disciples encounter is simultaneously dead and alive. The risen Lord is thus always the crucified and risen Lord. You and I have difficulty being present in any given moment, yet the risen Christ is present in two very distinct ways. This is probably best described in the wonderful imagination of the book of Revelation, the one who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, is the Lamb that was slain. Jesus invites Thomas to touch his wounds so that he too may be opened and touched in his own woundedness. The deep, open wounds of the compassionate Christ swallow up the deep chasms of Thomas's doubt in love. Although the risen Christ still bears the wounds, they no longer bear the burden of death. We now see them as a sign that God has robbed death of its power. The wounds become a source of life and faith for Thomas, my Lord and my God. Rather than forgive and forget, we are invited to remember in a new way. Jesus' appearance in this place is a promise of our healing, that our wounds will also be drained of the power of death and healed of their humiliation and pain. The experience of revelation makes of us, St. Paul says, a new creation. 
It brings us to a new place. It's a place which we could not reach by ourselves. We are afraid that our own wounds will keep people away from us, when often it is our wounds that create a pathway to relationship. Even our sins have something to teach us. We dare not get rid of the pain before we have learned what it has to teach us. There is this simple exchange in the Celtic daily prayer question, what are the only human-made things in heaven? Answer, the wounds in the hands, feet, and side of Christ. As we read on Good Friday from the prophet Isaiah, he was wounded for our transgressions, and by his stripes we are healed. On the cross, they pierced Jesus' side, and immediately blood and water flowed out. This is a cleansing image. We are washed clean in the blood of the Lamb. This is also a birthing image. Just as Adam gave birth from his side, in his dying and rising, Jesus gives birth to a new people. The wounds of our lives are the doorways to God. The place of the wound is the place of healing. The readings today are very physical. This is a hands-on Christianity. In the reading from the Acts of the Apostles, they carried the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats in order that Peter's shadow might fall on some of them and they were cured. Healing can happen even without our being aware of it. Our presence alone can mediate Christ's healing touch. Jesus invites Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Notice what happens if you come towards someone and put your hands in theirs and your finger in their side. You become their mirror image. Thomas, the twin, is being twinned with Jesus. Thomas is invited to become the body of Christ. In the Eucharist, Jesus gives us his body and we become his body. Where will you take it? What will you do with it? How will you make Christ present in the world? Henri Nouwen, in his book, Wounded Healers, gives us a road map. Compassion asks us to enter into the places of pain, to share in brokenness, fear, confusion, and anguish. Compassion requires us to be weak with the weak, vulnerable with the vulnerable, and powerless with the powerless. Compassion means full immersion in the condition of being human.